Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. host and game master candace and i am here with i'm sarah and i play vim the nosy and diplomatic tiefling i'm dan i play cyrus sassafras the elderly world wary druid i'm nikki um i'm playing jarell goldenheel the distracted elven scholar and I'm Adam, and I'm playing Arden, the very impressed with Jarell, half elven ranger. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and these four heroes, question mark, uh, are hey. navigating the. No, they're your heroes. We're heroes. <laughs> <laughs> your heroes, you're working for the good guys. Uh, as they navigate the city of Mithrin, trying to uncover the city's secrets as well as their own. And last time. After finally opening the box, the group split up to further investigate the new information we uncovered. I showed Jarell to the Library of Mithrin, where we said hello to Judy, the most curious but also helpful librarian. She assisted us in obtaining the journals and public records we were interested in. The library is truly an enchanting place. I was impressed with the level of public record keeping in this interesting town. There are copies of local news publications going back to the founding of the city, and a number of detailed reports regarding missing persons cases. It's going to take me some time to pore over all this information and cross-reference it with what we know of Liara's murder. Vim and I paid the Avondells a visit because that terrible bureaucrat, Pah, Lieutenant Rowan, requires we get him some paperwork before we can visit the military barracks again. Joke's on Rowan, though. I told the Arendelles he's a murderer. A big, fat murderer. Yes, Cyrus and I may have prematurely updated the Arendelles on the status of the investigation. In exchange for the documentation we needed, we asked that they keep what we told them under wraps until we have more information and proof to hinge our accusations upon. Ah, uh, and so we will pick up with Vim and uh, Cyrus are just leaving the mansion. Arden and Jarell are still poring over books in the library. Uh, maybe there's a conversation about whether they're taking the books back to the inn to do more research with them. Yeah, anything that Arden has been finding that he's actually interested in, including like the books of tales that Jarell gave him after finding them. He's going to definitely have to take back to the inn. He is not a speed reader. Jarell's totally trying to give Arden an advice on, like, look, you just go through the table of contents, and you can usually skip these parts. You don't have to read the whole book. Just, you know, skip around to the bits you need. <laughs> In, like, total teacher mode right now. <laughs> yes, but um, even that is time-consuming. <laughs> My goodness, I haven't done this much book delving in years. Drell cracks their back a little bit. All right. We have plenty of homework for now, I think. I agree. 
Um, plus, you mentioned the lumberjack that came back. How long ago was that? Quite recent, only a couple months ago. I wonder if he's one of the ones that we saw before heading into the forest. He could very well be. I wonder if they have some... Oh, well, they had like a little hut out there. It's not like the like the military where we can just go ask their CO. Well, we know where to find them. Well, let's take these back or get them checked up, I suppose. And uh and hopefully yeah. the others will be done with their errand as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm interested to hear how that went. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Drell picks up this stack of books bigger than them. <laughs> it's, yeah, that is pretty accurate. So you head back to the front desk of the library. Uh, Judy is, of course, there, but standing in front of the desk, one hand planted on the counter in front of Judy and looking a little annoyed. She is very tall and wears long robes of a very deep blue-gray, trimmed in silver. She has long hair that's swept back over her shoulders and accented with shocks of white at each temple that run the lengths of it. Uh, as she speaks to Judy, her voice is deep and melodic. What do you mean they haven't been returned yet? Exactly what I said. They're still checked out. By who? Same person. The, the woman standing at the counter lets out a frustrated huff and as she looks up she seems to notice the two of you for the first time and squints at both of you in turn and the pile of books and says Hello My name is Marin. I don't believe I've seen either of you around here before. Jarrell nearly drops their stack of books, like, in their excitement to shake Marin's hand. Oh! <laughs> Marin! <laughs> Arden just kind of wonders, like, where he's heard that name before, because it sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, roll an intelligence check. Yeah, no, Arden's like, Huh, somebody must have mentioned it. Uh, what does Jarell do with the pile of books in order to shake Marin's Kinda hand? Kind of shuffles it to one side, cocks the hip, you know, they're practicing with this. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since they've really dealt with books a lot. They shift everything to one hip and are kind of holding it almost like it's a small child and stick out, <laughs> kind of like, kind of like half bow and half stick out their hand. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't call, come and call on you sooner. Um, I'm Dr. Goldenheel. Uh, I wrote to you earlier this year uh, saying I was coming to Mithrin. Marin arches an eyebrow, holds her hand out to you and Ed shakes it briefly and then says, oh, you're Dr. Goldenheel. So wonderful of a fellow researcher to finally grace the walls of this university. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> no, no matter that uh, we haven't crossed paths until now. I'm very busy with research at the moment. Um, of course, I, I completely understand. Uh, I do apologize. I did mean to call on you before uh, taking advantage of the wonderful researches, uh, resources here, but um, 
Uh, my friend is interested in the history of the place, and we got so caught up that I, I just didn't make it by yet. Um, but I'll, I'll certainly come by your offices to um, sort of officially introduce myself. Um, I didn't want to interrupt, sorry. She says, it's perfectly fine. The library, and she looks very pointedly at Judy for a second, and Judy shrugs. The books are still checked out, so... I fully understand how enraging it can be to have a competitor who gets late with their returns. <clears throat> well, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, good luck with that. Um... <laughs> she says, thank you. I do look forward to a further uh, conversation with you, Dr. Goldenheel. My offices are in the Llewellyn Science Building. It is, and she kind of, she doesn't point, she just raises her hand and gestures grandly to the south of the building that you are in now. And you could gather that there are three buildings in this complex. It's probably the one, it's not the one you're in, it's not the one with the clock tower, it's the third building. Can I do an insight check and get a bead on how she actually feels about all this? Uh, I got an 18. Are you asking like specifically her opinion of you yes. or the situation in general? Um, with with us being there and especially just kind of based on something something she said, I'm kind of curious as to how she feels about an outside scholar coming into Mithrin. Um, she is currently fairly ambivalent, but she's trying to get a beat on your intentions here like can she use you to help her research or are you going to be doing something completely on your own got it okay yeah it's not the most pleasant feeling in the world competition is always part of the of the process <laughs> if i manage to check out my books before they're done with their little talking thing then i'll hold my hand out to get Jarell's books as well Oh. Yeah, so you could actually, like, as they're talking, Arden can take the books from Jarell and get them checked out. Judy kind of, like, shuffles to the side, has to get down off of her stool, shuffle it to the side, get back on it, and then produces the book. As she, she leads over the counter and says, Don't worry, darling, if you don't bring them back quite on time, it's just fine for you. And she winks. Aww. So what books was the researcher over there looking for? I'll say it quietly so it's like, hopefully not to be completely over her. Oh, she's been trying to get her hands on some books about some, I think it's really old arcane or like back before people categorize magic as arcane, divine, or whatever warlocks do. Something about before that. And they've been checked out for a while, I take it? But, yeah. By whom? Well, I, uh... I don't want to make you break your rules as a librarian if you don't want to say, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't know them anyway. It's a... Judy looks up to see if Marin has left yet, and when Judy looks up, Marin is saying to Jarell. How about after the festival, you stop by my office and we can have some tea and chat? 
Ooh, a festival. That sounds marvelous. But yes, absolutely. Uh, when when is the festival? I'm afraid we just arrived in town two or three days ago. I haven't quite gotten my feet yet. I'm afraid. Judy puts her hands on the counter. The festival is the day after tomorrow, and it's a wonderful affair. Drell looks fucking delighted. (laughs) Marin rolls her eyes and says, essentially, it will be in four days' time. Oh, all right. Uh, Well, then, um, is is it just a one-day sort of event, or... uh, uh, Oh, it's a two-day event, and it's wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I'll come and call on you in six days, Marin. That's delightful. Um, And she turns and walks out of the library and Judy says back to Arden to answer your question the person who has the books is this rather peculiar drow lady that lives out in the bonies oh yes I imagine I wouldn't know who she is but it seems like she has some unique interests oh she's so smart wait was Marin the person who made that little pump thing we saw was that the name Yes, uh, she. I believe you mentioned that uh, they were talking about the the mines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was said, but both uh, Marin and N worked on the mine project. Arden has not heard the name N yet. No, yes. but you. I know that you for did a fact. hear Marin. So when you and Vim went and yeah. looked at the mine itself, they told you that, and then you told me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either way, he's heard the name Marin before, but I don't think he has heard the name N. And I believe, um, Nikki, you asked N if she knew anything about the mine, at which point she told you that her and um, Marin worked on it briefly. Correct. Yes. I, so yeah. I, know, I know a lot of garbage <laughs> right now <laughs> that I'm keeping secret from a wide variety of people in different combinations. <laughs> anyway, Arden is going to say, so this woman that lives out in the boonies, um, I can't deny that gesturing to the books. I'm also fairly interested in that kind of magic. Um, if I wanted to get a hold of her to see if I could see those books as well, is there a way that I could go about doing that? My goodness, is this a normal policy of your library that you usually give uh, the records of patrons to other people who come in? Well, no, but have you looked at him? Uh, yes, he's he's quite lovely. Just, um, well, uh, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions. It just seems like a an odd policy for a library that's all I guess things are just done a little differently than I'm used to here that's all she never said a name nope she didn't and Arden has never asked for a name and Judy says I didn't give a name now did I you didn't and I wouldn't want you to um is there a time that she might be around here Judy uh, like taps her chin with a long bony finger looks off into like the middle distance Probably the next time she returns books. Ah, <laughs> uh, it might be difficult to get a hold of her then. They're not exactly in high demand. Well, apparently they are at this point in time. Myself, the uh, researcher that was here a moment ago. Yeah, it's wonderful. We went from having no business to too much business. Yeah, so you have now successfully checked out the books. It's written down in the ledger 
and you've got your pile of like eight or so books um, and you're all set to go. Yay. Thank you, Judy. You're welcome. Arden will turn to Jarrell and motion to head out. Thank you so Come much. Come back anytime, you hear as you're walking out the door. I'll make sure he comes back to see you, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doll. Well, she seems nice. <laughs> well, she is friendly. And so, back over at the Arendelle estate, Vim and Cyrus are... I think we pretty much left off with um, you in the hallway of the second floor after having just finished the conversation. I, I must say, Vim, that went rather swimmingly. Not only did we get to meet and talk to Agrix Arendelle, but we also acquired the paperwork needed to placate that worrywart Jarrell, and we got a hundred gold! Holy shit! Did you get a hundred or twenty-five? We got a hundred gold and you are not here. <laughs> I'm asking Candace. I'm pretty sure she said we got twenty-five to split them That's us. twenty-five each. We have a hundred gold. Yeah. Is the part. Okay. Yo. Perhaps you and I should take lead on future talking and negotiations for the group. I think together our tongues are as sharp as a dragon's claw. <laughs> Bim looks pretty self-satisfied at that and she she says, "Ah yes, I was I was also rather pleased to see that um Victor is doing better. Um hopefully whatever illness precludes him Hopefully he's able to have a few more good days than bad, but I think you are right. This was admittedly more successful than I... Well, that's not true. I always think it's going to be successful. Agreed. <laughs> Together we can accomplish anything. Should we go report this resounding success to those two? Yes, I think they they ran off to the library. Why don't we head back to Journey's End? We can take a load off, and um, hopefully they won't be too long behind. That sounds like a grand idea. And here's your 25 gold before I forget. And Cyrus, or I, hand 25 gold to them. Mm. She feels the, the weight of it in her hand almost, uh, and kind of like, like t- hearing the jingle in the bag makes her smile. And she clips it onto her side. All right, let's go. So head down the stairs. Chakota uh, meets you at the that entry room. Um, and in Chakota fashion, <laughs> goes, so how'd it go? As he starts leading you out of the estate. It went, it went rather swimmingly. We were able to um, meet with some... We were able to meet with the Arendelles, discuss everything we needed to, and uh, hey, our uh, coin coin purses are a little bit heavier now, too. Oh, that's amazing! I'm sorry, Dakota, but we are a bit above your pay grade. The business that we are doing right now, it's, it's better if you don't ask questions. Oh, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's fine. And he, like, holds up his hands, uh disarm me like I, I didn't want to pry like I, I didn't want to pry um, no worries Shakota <laughs> but we do value discretion he nods and at that you make it uh, you've made it to like the gate to the estate and that soldier that was there when you arrived 
is still standing there. And Chakoda, that your previous times here would escort you all the way to the gate, he actually stops about 10 feet short of this soldier and kind of just motions you all through the gate. Fim kind of leans down at Chakoda and says, Is everything all right? That he leans in real close to your ear and says, That's that's Captain Mirnay's personal guard. Is that an issue of some sort? And Vim's tail flicks a little bit. I don't know yet. As always, you are a wealth of information, Dakota. Thank you. <laughs> and I, Cyrus, I, I walk right past this stupid card. <laughs> She's actually wearing a slightly different set of armor than the other guards have been. She's not wearing an actual military uniform. They just look like really worn leather set of armor. And she's got a large uh, one-sided axe strapped to her waist. And she's watching both of you with like just one eyebrow raised, slight frown on her face. Then waves at her and smiles and then keeps whispering to Shakota. <laughs> Cyrus pays her no attention. Shakota says in even lower voice, they, the, the, the sergeant said to keep my eyes and ears open while I do my duty. I think this is what he was talking about. You think that Sergeant Landon has some reason to suspect Mirne and his his personal guard? Them playing up being surprised by any of this. <laughs> uh, roll persuasion real quick. Ooh, 20 on the die, and I think I add a 5 to that. Cool. 25. Awesome. So he says... Sweet boy. <laughs> it's not that Landon suspects, not that the sergeant suspects anything per se. Just like we're in a new place. We're trying to get the beat on everyone. And Isidra over there, she's not conscripted like the rest of us. Is like she's a mercenary or just a personal bodyguard? I don't know. I'm too afraid to ask her. Well? Have you seen that frown? <laughs> yes, she does look rather, Vim smiles, powerful. <laughs> but, um... Thanks, thanks for letting us know. If if um, Landon has an ear to the ground, then maybe we will too. I mean, I personally don't have any reason to suspect anything is afoot, but um, Landon has a sharp mind, and uh, you have a good eye, Shakota. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, good luck. Uh, Good luck keeping watch with you, Sidra. Um, let me know if anything cool happens. I will. And then Chakota Chakota leans back and says out loud, 
Thank you for that advice on the thing. You're very welcome, buddy. Just, you know, rub the ointment on it every night and you'll be all right. And then she winks at him and <laughs> walks away. Dracona <laughs> goes a little pale and then red. <laughs> what was that about ointment? Does he need help? Well, seeing as I am not a... um. He just, it sounds like he has a personal thing, and um, I have i don't know if it's medical or not, but usually rubbing ointment on stuff helps. Um, as you can imagine, I have many different scented oils and whatnot in my thing. You, you might actually be interested in them, Cyrus. I look at you very confused. Um, let's get back to the task at hand before you give more fake medicine tips to Dakota, shall we? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's probably for the best, yes. <laughs> Onward to journey's end. Alright, so you start heading down the streets. Uh, what is your passive perception, Vim, and what is your passive perception, Cyrus? That's a good question. 11. I am 13. Well, no, perception, yeah, 13. Okay. So you are walking down the streets and about two blocks later you realize cyrus that um amongst the many footfalls of mithrin there is a set of footfalls that are following yours and you kind of surreptitiously look over your shoulder and isidra is essentially 40-ish feet behind you just walking. Um, I continue my pace and as I'm walking I don't turn my head towards Vim but I still talk towards Vim and I <clears throat> Vim, I don't know if you've noticed this but we have a tail. Don't turn back. Do not look. I... I think we should perhaps uh, split up. Do you know the way to Journey's End if we take a less direct route? Yes, I think I can get back, but do you really think splitting up is a good idea? Maybe we can um, go get some coffee or um, maybe go do some window shopping. Maybe um, kind of wear out our tail's patience. Well, you are going to be my future teacher, so I'm open to suggestions. Why don't you lead the way? Maybe we can bore him to death by drinking coffee. Oh, you know what? Why don't we get ourselves some uh, some coffee and we can go pick up some... We can go pick up a practice weapon for you. Um, maybe something that'll be good for, for practice. I know we've been... Um, I've been a bit indisposed in the mornings for the last few, but uh, this afternoon might be a good time to start. Wait, 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 wait. What, what's wrong with my staff, Cyrus? I pull out my my handy gnarled staff and I give it a spin like a baton cheerleader. What's wrong with this? It's perfect. Then blinks a few times and then shakes her head and smiles and goes, Honestly, you know, I, uh, I guess that's on me. I never even considered that as a... Uh, as the weapon you might pick, I guess, uh, Vim, she pulls out kind of her, her, uh, as they're just walking down the street, she pulls out her, uh, a war pick and kind of just, like, plays with it in her hands a little bit and goes, 
I, I guess when I was learning what was right for me, I I burned through a bunch of different weapons, and this is what I settled on. I guess uh, I guess you've already settled on yours. That should work fine. I've settled on a long rod for a long time ago. It is my <laughs> I I enjoy the feel in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. I'm role-playing, guys. Come on. <laughs> a long rod, something, uh, well, I'm glad it's the it's nice object you're comfortable with. Precisely. Maybe we can talk more about this uh, over a steaming cup. Uh, and then she leans in and whispers, is our tail still following us, or? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right then. I, uh, oh, you know what? There is a kind of on the uh, the corner of the main thoroughfare. There's a a spot where me and Jarrell uh, got coffee. Uh, they have the most wonderful bread that you can roll into <laughs> little circles. <laughs> I don't know if that is how you're supposed to eat it, but it did look fun. Well, I will. Uh, I'll trust your judgment and. I put my hand on Vim's shoulder and I cast Enhanced Ability, <laughs> Owl's Wisdom. My thought was maybe this will help Vim have higher perception to to under to see the tail, but I actually in retrospect I don't think it works that way. It doesn't it does not it does not raise your passive wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> It does give you advantage on wisdom checks, though, right? You are very wise wisdom? now. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just wisdom saves? It is, uh, shit. No, the target has advantage on wisdom checks. When Cyrus Sassafras thinks you aren't wise enough, <laughs> you might, yeah. I'm a wily old man. I've seen that. a lot. <laughs> you know how there's like book smarts and street smarts I feel like we need a similar thing for wisdom there's like the wisdom you have on paper and then there's the wisdom you have in person so there's the right way the wrong way and the Cyrus way <laughs> well, wisdom is supposed to be like uh, street smarts and intuition and intelligence is book smarts no I understand that I'm <laughs> throwing that concept out there as I touch them's shoulder uh, an image of an owl just jumps into your head. Oh. And you have been bestowed with my owl's wisdom. With street smarts. Ooh. She kind of takes a deep breath in, looks around, straightens her shoulders a little bit. She looks a little taller and goes, mm, yes. I'm not sure what just came over me, but I feel... I feel good, Cyrus. Do you feel that too? Yes, it's like a nice tingle. Mmm, Yes. All right, let's go get a drink, and I want to hear about the first long rod you held that made you knew it was right for you. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. So, the bakery that you find from a number of sessions past is called the Fresh Duck Bakery, and it is right where you left it. The... There is seating outside, there's seating inside. There's not a whole lot of people here, um, but you're able to get a table. A serving person comes over, says, you know, "Uh, what can I get for you? 
I would like your fanciest coffee with whichever one has the most ingredients in it and um, and sprinkles on top. Of course. And for you? I'll take... What's your, your teas? Do you have teas? Yes, of course we have teas. What's your stankiest herb? Pour some hot water over that and give it to me. Coming right up. Uh, and they leave to go get your drinks. Um, the Your tail, Isidra, uh, is across the street. You can see her standing against whatever building is across the street, just kind of disinterestedly looking around and occasionally looking back at you to make sure that you're still there. Um, I make careful attention not to directly look at Isidra. I do not want to let the tail know that I am on to them. I play, I play talk with my, with my partner, Vim. I just swing my arms aloud, telling tales of my first rod. And, you know, I've got like, kind of like that big fish story where my hands are like this long. I'm, do- I'm doing that, but I'm, I'm ta- not talking about fishing. <laughs> uh, Vim is thoroughly amused by the story, but about halfway through, she her eyes kind of start dot, uh, like dart a few times over to the tail, um, and she seems a little bit frustrated that the tail hasn't left, and she leans over to Cyrus, kind of almost cutting him off half-sentence, and goes, should we just go up to her and tell her we're on to her? Like... I was hoping she would have kind of given up on us by now. Maybe gone back to report to Mirnay, whatever they want to know. Uh, roll an insight real quick. Both of us or just them? Yeah, both of you. Eleven. Um, Eleven. Okay. You can tell that she's clearly not trying to be surreptitious at all. You can't tell a whole bunch besides she's definitely not trying to be stealthy about this. As opposed to, I guess, what you would imagine a person trailing two other people would try to be. It's a little odd. Well, Vim, I, I'm happy to take your lead here. After all, it is two versus one if we were to throw fisticuffs. Is there any other options before we, we face this bull head on? I mean, I'm hoping we can just talk with her. Maybe we can wave her over and see if she wants something to drink as well. There must be some reason why either Marinay has instructed her to follow us or where she's chosen to follow us of her own volition. Well, you know, yesterday I might have been more cautious, but we do have the sharpest tongues in the West, so let's do it. (laughs) All right, um... At that, Vim will just kind of, like, straighten up a little bit and look in the direction of Yusidra and wave a hand at her. Because <laughs> she's only, like you said, like 60 feet away. Yeah, she's just across the street. Uh, and there's not that many people, like, going back and forth. Um, you you think at first she's not going to respond to the wave because it's like a long wait and then finally she levers herself off of the wall and slowly crosses the street and then 
stands like uncomfortably close to your table. Come, come, don't stand over there. Please order something to drink and, and have a seat. Clearly you want to spend some time with us. Why don't we do it around a table instead of across the street? She says, that is not part of my orders. Well, have you ever bent your orders? Maybe followed the spirit of the of your directions and maybe not quite the letter? Then like waggles her eyebrows and motions at an empty chair. Cyrus starts patting his lap. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so you were instructed to follow us or to watch yes. us yes why is that she gives shrugs someone wants to know someone wants to know honestly um I don't take too kindly to being followed I know I would appreciate it if you were able to kind of maybe ignore the order or say you've looked you found what you were looking for and let me and my friend go about our our afternoon well i haven't found what i'm looking for that's why i'm still following you mm, what might that be where are you staying i look at I, I look at them are we doing this we just <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to know where we're staying? That's a rather curious question. She and shrugs like, again. Hmm. Don't you think it would be a little less suspicious if you asked us where we were staying instead of tailing us? I don't think that you would tell me any more than you would make it easy for me to follow you. Hmm. I can also just ask around. See, there it is. It's not a secret. We're staying at Journey's Inn. It's rather nice. I highly recommend anything made by Yelchin's hands. Uh, we haven't really been keeping where we're staying under wraps. Now please, come take a seat. Drink with us. Um, at this point, the, the waiter comes back with your two drinks, sets them down, looks at Isidra, like, gives a sort of questioning look uh like would you like something no oh all right um i'll be back and turns goes back in thank you for telling me where you are staying that is very helpful and Asage returns and begins walking off hmm. i slurp my tea and look at vim well that was weird it's like the worst tea you've ever had. It looks, it tastes like someone took an old sock and poured hot water over it. <laughs> this is gonna be good for the old mushrooms inside me. They're gonna love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cyrus. I guess technically mold is a plant and thus could be described as an herb. Oh, tastes <laughs> awful, but usually the things that are best for you taste like crap. Anyways, Vim, that was really peculiar, don't you think? I'm I'm not a city dweller. Does this happen to you very often? No, it it is rather odd that that Mirne, for whatever reason, wants to know where we live, or at least where we're well, not where we live, but where we're staying. Um, I mean, it is no secret we're at Journey's End. We've basically been telling everyone and their mom. 
who we are and where we're staying, unless, of course, we're lying about who we are, but that's mainly just for fun. Well, now that that weird circumstances passed on to more important issues, Vim, what should I begin to call you? Should I refer to you as teacher, coach, sensei, <laughs> lecturer, tutor? What, what, what would be a good title for our training? Hmm, I think I just really like the sound of Vim. <laughs> Is that gonna work? <laughs> Cyrus, I mean, I, I look in the sky and put my fingers on my chin, stroke it. I think I can do that. It's either Vim or um, Master of the Long Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Both Cyrus and Dan laugh out loud. <laughs> I am going to enjoy our training together, Vim. And I lift my cup of nasty tea and I propose a cheers. Ah, uh, yes. It'll be... It'll be invigorating, and it'll be fun. And she clanks her super-duper fancy, very froofy foam sprinkles with coffee. <laughs> Too fun. It's also in, like, a froofy cup that's, like, painted bright purple or something. Oh, Vim? Uh, okay. <laughs> a bright purple ceramic mug. Mm, I think I'm going to take this. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we better run. Um, yes. Let's 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 drink. Let's take our um drinks to go. And she'll she'll reach into her pocket and grab like look look at grab a few gold coins and put way more money than she needs to down. Um, kind of doing a calculation of how much she thinks this cup is worth. Uh, you're fairly confident that you have more than covered the uh, price of the cup. Excellent. Yes, let's um, let's skedaddle. And in all honesty, I uh, knowing that Myrna is interested in where we're staying makes me makes me want to go spend some time at Journey's End and make sure they don't send anyone else our way or try rummaging through our things. Oh, they won't find my things. I hid them under my bed. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> After you. Then they don't, like, run down the street. <laughs> Carefully, as to not spill the drink. Yes. Yes. Then steals uh, the cup. <laughs> does Cyrus also steal the cup? No, I, I'm not a hoarder like them. <laughs> I put my cup down. <laughs> you, like, chug the tea and then go. Okay. Yeah, I take a big uh, gulp of that piss and I put it down and I run after Vim. <laughs> so each party sees each other kind of approaching uh, Journey's End uh, from their different corner or their different streets. And Jarrell and Arden see Vim and Cyrus running up the street. Vim is holding a foamy, bright purple. <laughs> mug as they prance happily up towards the inn, presumably. What a lovely mug! They're prancing <laughs> happily. Arden makes, like, Arden sees this, makes a little bit of a face, but, like, quickly hides it. <laughs> and Why, thank you. I, uh, I took it 
after leaving some money on the table. <laughs> well, that's usually how buying things works, doesn't it? <laughs> we have a ass load of books. I'm gonna go put these down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are carrying all of the books. <laughs> yes, let's go inside so you can rest your arms. So you walk inside of the inn. The the three half-orc children, teenagers actually, are in the midst of putting up bright streamers and banners in orange and yellow, strung across the windows and the doors, and arranging centerpieces uh, that are cornucopia-themed on the counters and centerpieces for the table. Uh, Yelchin is forever behind the counter, uh, but as you walk in, it seems as though Yelchin might be trying to scrub a hole through the tankard that he's cleaning because standing at the bar are all for Abram, Mickey, Yotam, and Brennan. They look to be wrapping up some sort of conversation. Brennan is saying, well, that's it for today anyway. And she turns around, sees the four of you, rolls her eyes, taps Yotam on the shoulder, who turns around and smiles really, like, uncomfortably, happily, and says, Oh, good, we were looking for you, and looks at Vim. Well, I'm not sure why you're looking for me, but that does seem to be the order of the day. He says... Uh, if you don't mind, would you join us for drinks? Who, who are these people, Vim? I look at Arden. Arden, do you know who they are? I whisper. Not a clue. Uh, two of them should look familiar, though, right? Yeah, the Brennan people. and Yotam are the the half-orc and uh, the short half-elf are the same two from when you all first arrived at Journey's End and saw the big half-orc give a sack of coins over to Abram and Mickey. In that case, yeah. Arden says, well, I don't know who any of them are, but those two at least we've seen before. Yeah, they seem vaguely familiar, but I, I poke Vim and the, and the shoulder. Vim, are these friends of yours? They are, um, I guess new acquaintances, and she, she kind of grins in a playful fashion and gives them both a knowing stare um, and then she looks back to her friends and says um, well actually um, Brennan yo Tom I am rather busy this afternoon me and my friends have quite a bit to catch up on is while I'm never one to pass up on drinks um, is this urgent or can it wait until a later time yo Tom kind of considers for a moment then walks over to uh, like walks a couple steps closer leans in and says not uh necessarily urgent but boss says that we're allowed to trade information for information so you know if you want to know in the know any winks hmm vim like almost scowls for a moment and looks back back at this person or back down and um, ponders it for a second and says perhaps we can arrange drinks for another time Yotam clasps his hands in front of him delightful we'll let you know 
Well, you clearly know where to find me. And I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and they go ahead and exit. Uh, Abram and Mickey kind of raise an eyebrow at the exchange, but don't say anything. Who has the highest passive perception? I'm going to guess it's me at 14. Okay. Uh, Arden, as you are glancing around the room, as you do, uh, you notice that most of the patrons are of the normal ilk that you've seen come and go over the past few days, but there is one other one that stands out, and they are a comparatively large to all the other humanoids you've seen red dragonborn sitting at one of the booths in the corner and they are eating a large bowl of stew we don't see very many dragonborn do we no this is the first one you would have seen in this city okay so i mean that seems like it would stand out quite a bit but I yeah. don't feel like Arden has a reason to care. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much what it is. Um, being the one that's been paying the most attention to customers of Journey's End stands out. You all have gone up to Jarrell's room at Journey's End um, with bunches of information all in your heads to figure out what is going on here. Well, I dropped the books. <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh. So what did you find out at the mansion? I have a shit-eating grin on my face. And I decide I have Vim. And Vim kind of mirrors that shit-eating grin and then produces the uh, piece of paper that has the seal of the Arendelles on it and uh, kind of shows off the... Well, we were rather successful. Cyrus's sharp tongue and my quick wit together got us this, um... I believe it's a do-anything-we-want-around-town warrant. Excellent. <laughs> we did have to do a little convincing to get this, but it even has a second piece of paper on it that's just a bunch of lines where we can, um, you know, fill in whatever name we want. <laughs> And at the top of uh, that paper is already filled in the names. Uh, was it? Was it Coffee Fee, the Great, Shelfella um, Boxington, and Damiar? Damiar, yeah. I gave him one of my brother's names. <laughs> oh my! This is this is brilliant. Girls like just looking at it with their like kind of cocking their monocle at it and examining the paper. Well, it um it. You know, we just asked that everyone was cool, and they were. And they were so impressed by our prowess, by our success so far, that we have also been given an advance. And I pull out the little pouch of a hundred gold coins, and in similar fashion to the books, I just drop them on the ground. And now we have to get off. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just thought we were dropping things. I just, this was a mistake. And I, I crouch down and start picking up coins. Well, I suppose your enthusiasm is, is quite understandable in, in light of... Yes, though, um, one weird thing did happen to us on the way back. Oh? As we were leaving Cyrus, you noticed, um, there was someone following us. 
a, uh, a guard by the name of, well, not a guard, a, a mercenary of sorts hired by Captain Mirne. I believe their name was Yasidra? Yes, I dare say all that time hunting with Bullvine has left my intuition pretty keen. We were tailed, but I was able to pick up that woman. I smelled her. She is up to no good. She's hired by Mirne. Oh, my goodness. How, how do you know? Because Jakoda did something useful for once. Oh, uh, how is Jakoda? <laughs> I Wait, don't... no, no, no. This isn't important right now. I... So, what, did she threaten you, or... Did she follow you all the way back here? Well, about that, we tried... Cyrus noticed she was following us, so we tried to shake her or, or have her get bored of us by um, going getting a drink, but she just stood across the street and stared at us, so admittedly we waved her over and had a chat. It was clear she wasn't going to leave us alone until she found out what she wanted, and... All she wanted to know from Myrne was where we were staying, so Myrne... you didn't already know that. Yes, quite. Right. I even pointed that out to her. I don't think Myrne's as sly as he thinks he is, but regardless, we now know that Myrne is suspicious of us. <sighs> well, he can get in line, I suppose. His sergeant has been following us around for days, either purposefully or not. You mean Wait, what? Rowan? Yes. Oh, Lieutenant Rowan. Yes. Mirne and Rowan, they, they seem to be more and more like shadows following us, but on that note, we do have a little bit of good news that we also learned from our dear friend Shakoda. It, it seems that Landon, um, the good sergeant we traveled into town with has asked Shakota to keep an eye on Myrne or any of his guards any time they go to the Arendelle estate. It, it seems that Sergeant Landon is at the very least suspicious or digging around, so... Well, he was also looking into Liara's death. I wonder if he's found anything that would cause suspicion. I mean... Even when we looked at her evidence locker, it did seem, you know, pretty sparse. Maybe he also found that suspicious. Do you think perhaps we should bring him into our confidence? Try to... Or do you think it's too dangerous? For now, I think it might be... Now, y'all let me know if you think I'm wrong, but... I think it might be too dangerous to bring Sergeant Landon on, but my hope is that if he is looking for the truth he will find it, and maybe in the future we can collaborate. We just don't know enough about anything to be bringing people on into our confidence. I don't know what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. Sergeant Landon has the potential to be a ripe, fruitful ally, but right now it's too early to pluck him. Also, did you say that 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 Victor Arendale was up and about and, like, there when you went and spoke to them? Yes, he apparently had no need for my remedies. The old man healed himself somehow. He looked pretty, pretty good, all things considered being in a comatose state for the past week. He actually looked really tired. He looked really tired, all things considered. 
<laughs> oh, very strange. I wonder what's wrong with him. Well, that's a different mystery. Should we figure out a plan of action? Is there anything else we know? Anything else we need to disclose? Yes, what was it y'all learned at the library? I hear libraries have books in them. Yes, as you can see, gesturing down towards the books. They do. Um, I mean, we, uh, well, okay. So we had been looking into, um, you know, uh, our little run-in in the woods to see what that was about. But um, in regards to this whole mystery that we're sort of addressing, um, they did have quite a lot of uh, newspapers as well uh, with a little more recent information. And I couldn't help but notice that... Um, Jarell looks really conflicted for a moment, like they've got a mouthful of bees, and then they turn to Vim and say, Do you know anything about Witherheight, Vim? Um, the dead man? I mean, I know kind of what we know, right? Myrne confessed to killing him, that's why... That's why Liara's dead. Right. There was a picture of him in the paper. He's, a A blue teethling. With horns. Jarrell scoops their hand up over their head in, wait, in a wait, gesture. Wait, wait, wait. puts his hand up. <clears throat> when I approached Yelchin and asked him if he knew the dro in Bogbert, you all called me a racist. What? How is this any different, Jarrell? How would Vim know this random tiefling? Jarrell is staring intently at Vim, kind of waiting to see if Vim <laughs> will say anything. <laughs> Oops. Finn's eyes, like, glint for a moment, and it, it looks like she starts just sweating fucking bullets in her, in her tail, like, which is usually, like, up and flicking and, like, kind of playful, is, like, down a bit, like, ugh. And she, she just stares at Jarrell for a moment and goes, um, well, uh, you, uh, well, uh, you see, I don't know a wither height, but... I do know a blue-skinned tiefling with curled horns that look suspiciously like the ones Drow just motioned. Um, I was sent here. And Vim just starts, like, kind of looking nervously around the room at, at everyone and is, like, kind of specifically looking at Durrell and says... I was sent here to seek someone out, and this tiefling would be that person. But I'm Drell, how do you how do you know this? Why how do you know this? Uh, I found it in the newspaper. But how do you know it's connected to me? Right. Uh Jarrell sort of presses their hands together. <laughs> I suppose I owe you an apology, Vim. Um, well, Wait, hold on. <laughs> I remember a few nights ago, Jarrell and I ran into the Faceless, and Jarrell was able to, for some reason, find out that their boss is a blue-skinned tiefling with curved horns. Right. Uh... Right. First, I want to tender my apologies. I should have said something earlier. And I suppose it was something of an ethical breach. 
although it was not intended, I promise you. I was working on, as you know, well, as I think you know, I'm not sure if anyone ever actually listens, but my study, my area of study is concerned with enchantment and magic of the mind, and I was doing a little experiment of sorts, and uh, was mentally more open than usual, and so uh, I sort of was reading all of your minds during that whole thing. Kind of ambiently. Wait. Jarrell bites their lip. <laughs> what, what night was this that you were reading minds? Uh, this was two nights ago. Was this the night I was at the Coriander's Kiss? Oh, yeah. Did you read my mind? What? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Jarrell is, like, biting their lip really hard and looking at, at them anxiously. Arden is kind of, like, staring down Jarrell, too, though probably is slightly behind Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> Deciding whether he wants to say anything about it. Tim, who is usually like that, like deep shade of like terracotta red, like turns like a deeper shade, uh, and is like looks a little mad uh, at Jarrell. I didn't say anything weird <laughs> or terribly personal. I was pretty distracted by what was going on. <sighs> Two nights ago, I think I slept through the entire night. Vim, I'm I'm sorry. I should have said something before now. What did you see? <laughs> Drill kind of glances around at the others like, uh, <laughs> are you sure you want me to say? <laughs> Jim does that uh, shrug she's done at Cyrus that's like, a, well, we're doing this. Well, we were talking afterward, and I had seen in their minds when we asked who they work for the image of this tiefling, who I suppose is also Wither Height. And when I mentioned it to you, I saw that you had a memory of of someone showing you a picture of this man. That's all. Mm. At least that's all I remember. (laughs) Yeah, you also learned the names of the two faceless members that you encountered. Yeah, but I don't care about reading their minds. Yeah, but you know their names. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, if that's Witherheight, and if he's the boss of the faceless, then... They've either got a zombie as a boss, or Myrne isn't a murderer, at least, of the person he initially thought he had murdered. Putting aside Jarrell's confession that they are a mind reader, let's <laughs> discuss that momentarily. Right now, how are we supposed to find dirt on a man who supposedly killed someone, but now that we know he did not kill anyone? Because that's what we're hired to do. Well, they are still dead. Oh, good point. <laughs> that's why you're the brains, Jerem. Maybe if we can talk to who a man whose name I did not previously know, but now know is Witherheight. Maybe if we can talk to him and get more information on what happened, that would be helpful. It seems, it seems everyone else thinks he's dead, but he's not. Yes, and of course, with Rowan being his lackey and being in charge of missing persons and no information about Liara being found, we can assume that even if he didn't murder the first person, he probably murdered the second. Cyrus begins to stroke his beard. So, you're telling me that we need to to discover or find this blue tiefling and have him, or Witherheight, whatever. Is that his real name? There's so many conspiracy theories going on, I'm getting confused. 
right, speaking of which, we also need to find a lumberjack, Morris. Oh, right. He was one of the ones who disappeared. Uh, oh, wait. So, anyway, a lot of people have disappeared in these woods. I think that's how they were trying to hide Liara's death, by claiming that she was one of them. But we think it might be in, have something to do with that creature that's in the woods. In any case, one of them came back. So we have two missions. You know Lumberjack, don't you? You became friends with one of them that we had met on our way into the woods. My shit-eating grin becomes an inch bigger. Yes, I've, <laughs> I became good friends with one of them. You might be the best person to track down this Morris person then. Next time you see him, ask him if he knows who Morris is and where we might be able to find him. I will absolutely do that. I will get all the information from Theo about this Morris character. Um, about the blue tiefling, do we have any clue on how we can get in a meeting with them? I know you had once mentioned a, a, a town watch or a town guard or a town, town people that fight evildoers. Perhaps we could hire them to, to show us the way. <laughs> Draw face palms, just like slowly like, oh god, tonight is it, just the worst. <laughs> listen, my meeting, my, my suggestion is not stupid, Jarell. No, uh, well... Jarrell <laughs> looks at Vim and then kind of makes like a ta-da sort of motion. Wait, is there another? Is there another conspiracy? Well, um, okay. So for reasons I wasn't gonna get into, um, the reason why me and well, okay, the reason why I was speaking out that night is because I saw ne'er do wells and during this whole thing her spirit seemed to lift and her tail flicks up and she starts to like fill with pride and she looks and she says I saw ne'er do wells in the night and I was going to stop them in their tracks and that's when I saw Jarrell and I made the assumption that Jarrell was also out to stop ne'er do wells in the night but instead they were you know ambiently reading minds <laughs> But no matter, Jarrell did help, and we we were able to learn uh, the identities of some of the faceless, and it was the second writing of the Neighborhood Watch, a local crime starting... Stopping? Stopping. Crimes, <laughs> it's hard to tell which side I'm on, but this time, it's definitely crime stopping this time, and we're starting it. To, you know, make Mithrin a little safer. Actually, this particular ne'er-do-wells we keep seeming to run amok of are the same ones that accosted you when we got into the inn. What do you think they want? If they're working for Witherheight, if that's his name, maybe, maybe he wants to talk to you. Maybe we don't have to go search him out. Or my wrinkly shit-eating grin turns into a wrinkly scowl after you guys confess that. And I, I look at both Jarell and Vim and I say, Everyone has their secrets. I do not care if you lie to me. That's not my, my business. But I am so disappointed that you went on an adventure without me. Well, it wasn't really <laughs> intentional. <laughs> it just sort of happened the first time. Oh, it's fine. People need to go on adventures on their own. We ha all have our things that we're looking for. But but, but fighting ne'er-do-wells? That's right up my alley. You went, shall we say, deep into the into a den of infamy that same night. 
It's true. <laughs> Would you really rather have been addressing these people rather than what you were doing? Hold on. Let's all appreciate that Arden said another joke. That, that was amazing. Thank you, Arden. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I, I forgive both of you. And actually, you know what, Cyrus? I, uh, I have a little something to show you. It's actually a, a gift of sorts Doral gave me earlier. And at this point, Bim will kind of reach into her, like, her shirt situation, I guess, and pull out uh, the parchment paper that Jarell had given her earlier. That's the sign-up sheet for the neighborhood watch. And uh, because doesn't the first page is already filled out by Jarell, right? Yeah, it's like an application, basically. But if it was like a sign-up sheet, that would be fine, too. Either way, they put together something to get recruits, yeah. Perfect. So so Ben pulls out the application and shows it to uh, Cyrus and says, Now, Jarell made this for the watch so that we can have people sign up. Um, now, this is the only one I have, and Jarell did already fill it out, but I would, I would be honored if you were the um, second person to join the Neighborhood Watch. Um, I gave you a blank one, too. Ooh. Uh, so, actually, let me... Okay, so instead, so... Uh, you grab another piece of paper out from your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Ben pulls out the applications, um, takes the one that Drell's already filled out, and then hands the blank one to Cyrus and said, I would be honored if you were the next member to join the Neighborhood Watch. Vim, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm learning so much today. One is that you stuff your bra, and the second is that <laughs> you've given me... <laughs> Sorry, I just had that goof sitting in my head. <laughs> I'm... I am so... Uh, thank you. I, this is everything I've wanted, and I, my hands are shaking as I grab it. I, do you, is, oh. there, is there an age limit? Do you think they'll accept me? I think there's probably a lower age limit, but you're probably fine. <laughs> thank goodness. And I sit down, crisscross applesauce right in the room, and I start filling it out. Oh. Maybe this is how we finally start your training. I'm ready. Who has a pen? <laughs> Jarrell hands you a pen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Now, about your other question, um, you're asking how we find Witherhite, this blue-skinned tiefling that so many things seem to be coming around on. Like I said before, I, I was sent here to meet him. Um, at the time, I didn't know who he was. He's kind of a um, friend of a friend, so I suspect he won't be too hard to find. Do you think we have anything to be worried about from him, or is he unlikely to be a threat? Then rolls that around in her head for a moment, and then shrugs. You know what? I honestly don't know what to tell you. The friend is kind of a wild card, and, well, if I had to make a guess, that means his friend is going to be too, so we'll kind of see what we get when we get there. Drill looks tired for a moment, then sort of shrugs. Well, that's better than a lot of the people in this town at the moment, so I guess I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like we've unloaded so many truth bombs this evening. Does anyone else have anything they want to share? Arden, are you a secret agent of some type? <laughs> Arden. 
Arden is suspiciously silent. Drill sighs and is like, I have one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) Drill turns to Arden and is like, I know who has your book, and I'll bring you to her if you promise not to bother her unduly. I'm not big on bothering people unduly. Actually, I don't even particularly want the book, I just want to see it. Well, in any case, I can introduce you if you want. That would be helpful, surprisingly so. Well, we've got a lot of threads to start pulling. Is there one that we all want to pull together? Or should we, uh, should I go after this lumberjack, as Arden mentioned? Is there, are we splitting up? I think we need to know about a lot of things. It would seem like a poor choice not to find all of them at once, or at least inefficient. I agree with everything you're saying, Arden, but the fact that we have been tailed by at least two people so far, let me suggest that we do a buddy system. That way, one of us will never be encountered and over overmatched. We'll have a friend nearby. It'll safety and numbers and all that. Arden looks like really dubious for a minute. Like it actually shows on his face. Yes, I suppose that it makes sense somewhat. At least there's a built-in buddy for everyone. On the other hand, you've been tailed. You haven't been attacked. Have any of us been attacked? Not yet. It's ominous when the DM jumps in and it's like, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you're right. I, uh, while I am admittedly not too keen on the idea of going, you know, of losing some sense of ability to go about town freely, I, I do think it is getting more dangerous for us around. Well, especially if the lot of you start dispensing some vigilante justice on anyone you find in back alleys. That only happened once. <laughs> but tell me, Cyrus. Yes? Who, who is going to be your buddy when you go to inquire about the lumberjack? Well, I mean, it's obvious. If if Jarrell is going to introduce you to their friend, N, then, I mean, the last person picked here is Vim. <laughs> However, I, I am going I'm willing to compromise. I hear you and Vim and your your need for independence. So Vim, if you have a different quest to pursue, I'm happy to do that as well. I just feel like at this time we should not be alone. Vim just smiles so warmly at Cyrus. Oh. <laughs> I'd be happy to spend the evening with you. We can we'll figure it out as we go. Well, that, then it's settled. Can we get out of this cramped room? <laughs> yes. It is pretty small with a lot of us here. It's pretty sweaty in here, yeah. <laughs> it's also, a you can't sweaty. sit on any of the furniture because it's all covered in paper. <laughs> so you've just been standing this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Standing and picking up coins. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've all been picking up coins whenever you're not speaking. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is that it for, for that? Oh, wait, before we go, and I, I stand up and I fold neatly the piece of paper that I've been filling out. So who's the admission? Is it is it you, Vim, or is it Jarell? I've finished my application. Well, actually, it's um, someone else you haven't met yet. <laughs> 
And at that, Vim pulls, I guess, out of her other fantasy cup the uh, shitty gray knit hat. Drell bursts out laughing. And jams it down over her head, uh, whispers a magic word, and then her, uh, like, she does like a spin uh, for flourish <laughs> as she transforms into the visage of the non-descript woman about town uh, with like a medium skin tone and long brown hair and she just looks like she could have you know been working in a bakery or working at like a factory like all day and uh, she looks down at Cyrus and says welcome to the neighborhood watch it's a pleasure to have you my mouth is jaw dropped like I am just (laughs) staring at you and slowly a piece of paper slips out of my hand. <laughs> technically, t- technically, this is what I look like when I'm running the neighborhood watch. It kind of happened on a whim like a lot of other things that are happening around here, but welcome. We're going to need to get you an outfit. Mouth agape. I'm still just staring at you. Arden is like actively laughing too now. I'm Trying dead. To hold it in, just. Well, I guess I okay. Now this is fair. I guess I can't be that mad at Jarrell. All things considered, still a little bit mad. Didn't like it when you read my mind. No, that's but... understandable. Oh, all right. Well, because we all. Yeah, I guess I had my secrets too. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. And then Vim will, like, dispel the spell, take off the ugly hat, shove it back in her fantasy bra, and then uh, join Cyrus's paper to Jarrell's. It really is a useful hat. I turn, I turn to Arden, the only person not involved in this madness, and I'm just, like, <laughs> looking desperately for answers. I'm like, what do I do? I'm... Oh my god. <laughs> is this good news? I, what is going on here? I feel like I've learned so much today, and every time I turn around, something new pops up. Is this the final secret? Vim is a doppelganger, Jarrell reads minds, and Arden is mysteriously silent. She's not really a doppelganger, it's just a magic. I'm not any sort of secret agent, if that's what you were actually worried about. Okay. You have nothing to fear from me. I'm sorry, I, with that outburst, I'm just very confused. I need to start taking ginkgo tea again. There's too much to retain with you, lot. You need a stiff drink down at the bar. Actually, we Arden. we're going to get out of this room, so... Yes, let's leave now. Time to get a stiff drink at the bar. <laughs> and Arden, while we're getting a drink, maybe you can reconsider your position on being a double agent. You could be the fourth member of the Neighborhood Watch if you want. I'll just need another copy of the admissions sheet from Jarrell. Oh, certainly. <laughs> I think if I were wandering around back alleys, I'd be more likely to be mistaken as a criminal than a member of the Neighborhood Watch. Oh, wait. Those are probably about the same thing. <laughs> Well, are we done here? I want to go back downstairs and bother those orklings and see what the hell these decorations are for. 
There's a festival coming I imagine up. Imagine there's a festival. A festival. That oh, they're for the know. festival. What type of festival? Yes. Not yeah. a clue. I bolt outside of Jarell's door and run downstairs. Uh, Rafella turns from the banner that she's like tacking up along the ceiling. She's standing on like a step ladder and says, "Well, I haven't been to this particular festival, but uh, Abram and Mickey say that it's a uh, like a, it's a harvest festival, and there's everyone goes to it, and there's like lots of fun things to do." People set up booths, and there's contests, and people sell things. And it should be pretty fun, sounds like. Uh, we decorate a little bit early for it, is what Yelchin says. Uh, but everything else, the, the, the city streets and stuff, should be decorated tomorrow. And then everything actually starts day after. I whip my head around, face Yelchin, and start marching over. Yelchin! <laughs> What is going on here? There's a festival. What 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 types of uh, activities are there at this festival? Uh, usually there's competitions. Some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Claire is going to run some sort of find an object under a cup. Uh, there's going to be food everywhere. Usually, the soldiers organize some sort of tournament there's going to be oh, gambling and cyrus just eyes they're bulging hold on shut up other... shut up shut up what what was this tournament you speak of oh uh, the soldiers like to uh what do they say test their metal against one another i don't understand it cyrus is like leaning in practically nose touching oh and there's arts and crafts i do not care about arts and crafts. Where can I find out more about but this? But to make a mask, uh, go talk to one of the soldiers. That's all I know. All right, Yelchin. Thank you for the information. I you better quite pull my nose away from Yelchin's nose. <laughs> uh, also, if whenever anyone else wants to go downstairs. Yeah, I mean, Ar- Arden is going to go downstairs as well. He's probably a bit hungry at this point. Um, from running back and forth <laughs> to the library so much. Once everyone gets down, I say, Hey, there's a festival! Yelchin, when was this festival happening again? It's still happening start- the day after tomorrow. Yes, and it is for two days. And <laughs> both days have uh, all sorts of contests and booths, arts and crafts. And Yelchin repeats the list for everyone when they get downstairs. You all have finished dinner and are about to buddy system out for the night for your respective errands. But first, Vim is going to pop by her Vardo real quick to drop off some stuff and grab some more stuff. Uh, Vim will like take a load off, put some slippers on, and okay. most importantly, she will pull out the application to join the neighborhood watch that Jarell <laughs> gave to her earlier and like lay it out on her writing table and just admire it. Oh my gosh. So you pull the the application out of your uh, satchel and you go to place it on your writing desk and you notice that there is a note sitting on top of your writing desk. 
and this note reads, Gull sent a message along that he was sending a friend of his. Horribly inconsiderate of him to send someone instead of coming in person. In any case, our meeting is long overdue. Will you be joining the Mithrin festivities in the coming days? I shall be, and I love a good party. And it's signed with a... It's an ink drawing. It's an ink caricature of a tiefling with very distinctive recurve horns. And that's where we'll end. Okay. Flipping <laughs> out! God fucking damn it. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Little Realms. If you like the show and want to stay up to date, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. You can also find us on social media, on Twitter, Pod Realms. We also have a website, www.littlerealms.com. May your journey be successful, and we'll see you next time. The wonderful music you hear on Little Realms is possible due to royalty-free music and content creators, such as TabletopAudio.com, freesounds.org and kevin macleoid creator of incomputech.com royalty free music licensed under creative commons by attribution license 3.0